This is KMTT, this is Ezra Bick, and this is the weekly share on Pashat HaShavua. This week's Pasha is Pashat Kitisa. Pashat Kitisa is obviously dominated, when we listen to it, by the Chet HaEgel, the sin of the golden calf. Before that section uh, begins, which is uh, when, we, when we read the Torah, it's Shani, but Rishon is relatively long. There's some uh, assorted parashot which are connected to the building of the, Beit, of, the, of the Mishkan. The truth is, the question is, why are they stuck here at the end? And that requires explanation, but there's the first parashot which is about the giving of the Chatzis Shekel, and then there's the Ki'or HaNechoshet, the Lava, and then there is Shemen HaMishcha, and then there is the Ketoret. Okay, but it's connected to the previous parashot in some way. It's not for today to answer why they are... Uh, stuck at the end after everything, ha- everything has been described. But before we get to the Chet Egel, there is one section, there is one section that is um, really out of place. and has nothing to do with either the previous sections. Nothing directly to do with the previous sections of building the Mishkan, nor is there anything to do with the Chet Egel. And that is a short uh, handful of psukim Five psukim about Shabbat, about observing Shabbos. And if we remember the um, the way these parashat are listed, each one begins by Daber Adonai El Moshe Lemo, Kitisat Rosh Bnei Yisrael Truma, and then you get to the next section by Daber Adonai El Moshe Lemo, Asita Kiyon Achoshet. Next section by Daber Moshe Lemo, Beatakach Chabsamim Rosh Mar Doroch Hamesh Meot. The next section which is the Ketoret. And then you have the next section things to tell Moshe. According to the simple pshat, the way the Torah is constructed, Moshe is on Har Sinai. And these are the things that God is telling Moshe Rabbeinu in those 40 days on Har Sinai. It begins with, since Moshe ascends, reascends Har Sinai at the end of Pashat Mishpatim, so if we don't change the order of the Pesukim, uh, which is a machloket rishonim, how to read the Torah, but if we don't change the order of the Pesukim, we read it kipshuto, as it appears to be, Moshe goes up at the end of Pashat Mishpatim and God keeps, starts telling him about how to build a Mishkan. And that's what he's telling him. All of a sudden, the last thing he says to him is, Remember to keep the Shabbat. Shabbat Shabbat. And the very next pasuk is Ba'itain El Moshe Kechalo Tolde Daberito Ba'Har Sinai Shnei Luchot Ha'idot Luchot Even Ketubim Be'etzpa Elohim. And when God finished saying that to him, he gave him the Aseret Adibot on Even on stone, the tablets. And Moshe starts to go down, and the Jews, on the same time, turn to Aaron and they build the Egel Hazav. Shabbat is very, very, very central and important. And I don't question why it's in Aseret HaDibot. It's one of the ten most important things. Okay? I'm not questioning that. But here you have a very distinct parsha that says, beginning in Teruma, 
that God says to Moshe Rabbeinu, come up to my house, I'm going to explain to you how to build a Mishkan. The way the Ramban interprets it, this was Har Sinai, God came to see you at Har Sinai, now you're going to build a Mishkan where God will meet with you. So many times the Oel Moed, and it's the concluding psukim of that section of Pesat Tetzaveh, when they finished building the the Mizbeach, the altar, and they know they have to sacrifice in it, the daily sacrifice, I will meet you there. It's the continuation of Hasinai. Okay, you're finished. Now go down and do the work. Uh, uh, one second. I have to tell you about Shabbos. Why is Shabbos in this Baja? How, how does it fit into to the theme, to the, to the, the explicit theme? I, mean, we, I, I believe, we know, that God taught Moshe Rabbeinu Kolotel Kula on Hasinai in those 40 days. But that's not what the psukim say. The, the, the psukim say Moshe went up to God and God told him to build a mishkan. Oh, and also keep Shabbos. And now go back down. Here they are the dibot. What is so central about Shabbat that it should be the, the, the final note in the symphony that God is giving Moshe Rabbeinu how to build for him Vasuli Mikdash Veshachanti B'Tocham and keep Shabbos, now go down to the Jews. The answer to this question, I think, is found in the word that introduces the Pasha. Speak to the Jews. Ach et Shabbatotai Tishmo. Ach means but. However, in the words of Chazal, Achin vevakin rak or the word ach are miutim. They're coming to to subtract, to negate what came before it. So it doesn't say and also keep Shabbos. It says, but despite everything you've been told in the last forty days, but nonetheless, ach means nonetheless. So Chazal comment, um, Rashi quotes it here in Pasuk Yud Gimel, V'yata, taber b'nei Yisrael, V'yata, afar pish hivkadeticha l'tzavotam amalechat ha-mishkan, even though I've commanded you, Moshe, to teach the Jews, to command the Jews, to uh, build the mishkan, al yakel b'einecha l'tchot et ha-shabbat b'pnei otam alacha. It's not just telling us to keep the Shabbat. It's saying when you're building the Mishkan, keep the Shabbat. Build the Mishkan is very important, but al yakel be'inechad, let it not be light in your eyes to put aside Shabbat because you're building the, the Mikdash. The Pasuk is not coming to tell us to be Shalom Shabbos and not to go to work and not to go to the beach and not to turn lights on in the house. It's coming that when you are doing this incredibly important thing of building a mishkan for me, you only do it six days a week. On the seventh day, you stop the work and you, and you do Shabbat. Ach et Shabbatotai tishmau, Rashi says, The ach means even though you'll be not just building the mishkan, but you'll be extremely energetic and dedicated Gudufin, you'll be, it's a funny word, Gudufin. You'll be, you'll feel that you're pursued, you'll be driven. That, that's the English translation. Even though you'll be driven and very energetic, zirizin, bizrizut ha-malacha, 
which is wonderful. You're, you're taking the building of the Mishkan really seriously and you're working at it day and night. Shabbat, Shabbat may not be put aside because of it, because of the Mishkan. Call achin varakin miutin. The word ach or the word vak, here it says ach, is a miut. It's a, it's a retraction. Lemaet Shabbat mimelechet hamishkan. Shabbat is excluded. It's an exclusion. Shabbat is excluded from building the mishkan. So Rashi not only explains the word, he also explains the reasoning for it. God fears that we will be so enthusiastic about building the mishkan that we're going to do it 24-7. I think we all recognize the, uh, the, 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 the theme that, 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 that's here. Sometimes, you know, it, it's, it's a sign of how serious you are that you cancel all the vacations. It's not routine. It's, it's a great undertaking and we're going to do it 24-7, even on Shabbat. So you have to be warned not to do it. And yet I still ask, is it merely a psychological warning? Is it merely that God fears the Jews will be so enthusiastic for the Mishkan they'll be unable to turn it off and to go into and to go into Shabbat? I think there's a deeper point here. The Ach isn't just against the Ridufin Uzarizin, the driven enthusiasm for the Mishkan, but rather it's against the Mishkan itself. It's not the first, nor is it the last time where the Torah will present contradictory concepts and bind them together. The mitzvah of Mishkan and the mitzvah of Shabbat are intrinsically connected. The same thing takes place in the beginning of next week's parasha. Vayakel, when Moshe speaks to the Jews, and he says, Hashem the order is, is reversed there. When God, Moshe comes to tell the Jews all the things he learned at Har Sinai, Pashat Teruma, Pashat and the beginning of Pashat Kitisa, he reverses the order. Keep Shabbos? Oh, and also, let's build, let's build the Mishkan. Um, and Chazal once again saying that Mishkan is not Doche Shabbat, but we know that there's a much deeper connection. Because of that Pasuk in Vayakel, the melachot that are, that are forbidden on Shabbat are learned, derived from the Mishkan. Whatever you did in the Mishkan to build it, that is what you don't do on Shabbat. Shabbat and the Mishkan are intertwined in an oppositionary manner. In other words, you can't think about Shabbat without thinking about the Mishkan, because what's also on Shabbat? whatever I did in the Mishkan. You can't think about the Mishkan without thinking about Shabbat because all the time you know you have to stop. And in fact, the, the content of what it means to build a Mishkan is the content, in a negative sense, of what is Asa, of what is a Malacha on, on, on Shabbat. Why is that? So I think the answer, at least for me at this point, and for you if you've been listening to me for the last two weeks, is clear. The point I made in Pashat Etzaveh the point I made in Pashat Truma is that Mishkan Hashem, the sanctuary of God's presence, of the Shekhinah, Mishkan HaShekhinah, that which is a sanctuary, which is a repository for the presence of God on earth, is not the building as a building, 
not the structure, but the building as a verb. Va'asuli mikdash, v'shachanti b'tocham. The fact that the Jews are building the Mishkan, therefore God dwells in the builders, not in the building. V'shachanti b'tocham. That was in Pashat Tuma. And last week in Pashat Tetzaveh, I always said the same thing, just in a slightly different way. That why will the Mishkan be the place where man meets God? Because not just that there is a Mizbech, but the Mizbech has on it a korban yom vala, pamayim biyom yom balayla. Olat tamid. And therefore the Olat tamid, the actual bringing of the korban, which should have been in Pashat Bamidbar, but no, in, in Sefer Bamidbar, but it's in Pashat Itzabah because the Mishkan isn't completed until it's, until it's active. It's the activity of our serving God doing things, climbing close to God, building things for God. Our service of God is what makes God present in our lives, present, in the, present on earth. And not the things we built, but our building those things. In fact, just to remind you, I even, and I admit this was a Jewish and not a Pshat, in that Pasuk, Vasuli Mikdash V'Shachati B'Tocham, which appears in the beginning of Pashat Teruma, I even claim that the next Pasuk, which comes immediately afterwards, which is a direct continuation of it, um, which says, "Kechol Asher Ani Mare Otcha Et Tabnit Hamishkan Ve Tabnit Kokelav V'Chein Taasu." You should make a mikdash exactly as I've taught you, and so you should do. I ask, "What does it mean?" And so you should do. So I claim that it's a hint to tell us that when you finish building mikdash, you have to keep doing it more, because God doesn't live in the mikdash you built; He lives in your building the mikdash, and therefore V'Chein Taasu LeDorot. You should keep on so to speak, as though, keep on building the Mishkan, build other Mishkans, build other things. But it's only because we continue to be active that God dwells in our midst. Okay, that's all true. And now it says, Ach! Et Shabto Because Shabbat is the opposite. Shabbat says, you don't do things. As it says explicitly, Six days you do work, you do melachot. Specifically, you do melachet hamishkan, the work of the mishkan. But on Shabbat, which both means to cease. Shabbat is called Shabbat because it's cessation. It's the opposite of the word activity. It's not just that Shabbat's very important, so Echad lo dochet hasheni. Melechet hamishkan lo dochet Shabbat. Shabbat is not set aside. You wouldn't say the same thing, if, even if it was a practical problem. Uh, it comes, we're building the Mishkan, and now it's Pesach. You have to eat matzah. You're not going to have a Pasuk saying, there are conflicts in life and the answer is Judaism doesn't set aside the mitzvot in order to do the B'niyat HaMishkan. Fine. But here it's more than that. It's Achat Shabtotai Tishmoah not just that, the, you know, that at, when the sun sets on Friday stop working go to Shabbat. All the time Asuli Mikdash V'chein Ta'asu be active, be striving, find to come closer to God. Do these things because that is where Kedusha is found. 
God dwells in our activity, but nonetheless, you should know and therefore also keep the exact opposite principle. Vayom Ashvi'i Shabbat Shabbaton Kodesh Rashem. There is sanctity. The sanctity of God is found when you don't do anything. Kol melacha, kol osem melacha b'yom ha-shabbat, mot yumat. V'shamru v'nei yisrat ha-shabbat, l'asot ha-shabbat d'otom v'tolam, b'ni v'et l'otir li'olam, k'ishay sh'etim v'sa ha-shem et-shmayim v'ta'aretz, v'yom ha-shvi'i shabbat v'ayin ha-fash. You have to not do anything. You have to cease. You have to lishbot. You have to cease activity on Shabbat. Because God has made the heavens and the earth. Now what's the meaning of this? There's a well-known statement. Chazal point out that as opposed to the Mo'adim, the holidays, where Betin, the Jewish people, establish the sanctity of the Mo'adim, called Kiddush HaChodesh, Kiddush HaShana. It's an act of human beings. That's why we say the Bracha, Mekadesh Yisrael Hazmanim. God sanctifies the Jews and sanctifies the holidays. As Allah said, that means God sanctifies the Jews who then sanctify the holidays. But we don't say Mekadesh Yisrael V'yom HaShabbat because God sanctifies Shabbat alone. In other words, Shabbat is Shabbat Bereshit. It existed before there was a Jewish people. And it doesn't require any act on the part of Bedin. Bedin does not, the, the court does not establish the week. The weeks were established also in Bereshit, in the creation, where there was a weekly cycle. And Shabbat is part of God's creation and not part of human activity. Now I presented a theory which says that Ketushah in this world is only found in human activity. Well, Shabbat is the opposite theory. Kedusha is found in this world when God enters this world. Notice, Shabbat, Shabbaton, Kodesh Lashem. Of course, we know the concept of Kedusha and Shabbat are very closely interrelated. God not only blessed Shabbat, He sanctified it, but He sanctified it. It comes from the, 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 the Kedusha derives not from our activity, not from our coming closer to God, but from God uh, coming close to us. I once heard from Absalovechik, my teacher, the following simple line. He said, On Shabbat, God visits us. On Yomim Tovim, on Shloshet HaRegalim, the holidays, we visit God. Because on the three holidays, the Jewish year, the Jews are commanded to, to walk, to, to, to go to the Beit HaMikdash, to ascend to the Beit HaMikdash, to climb. And the Beit HaMikdash, as I said last week, is a place which is the Kedushah is created by our building and our climbing. But on Shabbat, you don't go anywhere. You stay at home. And therefore, this is less explicit in the sources, we say, Bo'i Chala, Bo'i Chala. The Rav said, on Shabbat, God comes to our homes. Malachim come to our homes. Shabbat Kodesh comes to our homes. Shabbat Hamalka comes to our homes. God comes to our homes. The Kedushat HaShabbat consists of God coming to the world and Kedushat HaMoadim and Kedushat HaMishkan consists of the world going up to God, striving to come close to God. Why are these two 
opposite concept so intertwined? The answer is simple. If I only insisted on human beings create holiness, human beings create sanctity, human striving is the repository for where God's presence exists in the world, you are one step or less than a step from pure humanism. So what, what, what is value? What people create. What is sanctity? What people create. Sanctity is man. Man is the source of value. Of infinite value. I mean, I said that. I, I said it last week. But I also said, and this is the other side, it's only one striving for God that turns our striving into God. It's only our climbing the mountain of God. Mi Bahar Hashem. That makes that umiya kumbim kom kocho. That makes it makom kocho. Pure humanism, pure secular humanism, says that man creates value. Pure, I don't know what to call it, pure religion, pure, um, pure anti-secularism, says that God creates value. And what Judaism says is that man recreates value, man creates value by imitating God, by striving to be close to the objective God who's the source of all value. We're not the source of our own value. If we're the source of our own value, then it's, it's relative and it's, it's, it's finite. And therefore, on a scale of infinite value, it's worth nothing. The reason why Vasuli Mikdash Vishakhati Bitokham is Vasuli Mikdash. You're building a sanctuary for me, and therefore I live in you. And therefore you yourselves have become the sanctuary of God. And therefore it's essential that we also experience in some way, I understand this less clearly, we experience the sanctity of God. I think most people understand that if God comes to us, there's sanctity. And they don't understand my point, that if we attempt to get close to God, that's sanctity. But I'm so convinced of my point that I have trouble the other, my, my trouble is the opposite. I understand how if a person tries and is, is attempting to perfect himself, that's perfection in the world. But I don't understand how God can come into this world. There's no room for him here. As Shlomo Melech said, the heavens and the heavens' heavens cannot contain you. How can this small house contain you? So that's the miracle of Shabbat. It was, it's what took place at Har Sinai. God came to Har Sinai and then departed and the Jews had to a, had a, had a climb back, had to had had, had had create a Jewish life, which they didn't do very well because almost we're going to have now the story of the, of, the, of, the, of the golden calf. But that's how it works. In order for us to climb towards God, we have to see where we're going, a glimpse of where we're going. We have to have a taste of where we're going. In the words of Chazal, Shabbat Shabbat is a taste of the other world, of the world of God, not the world that we've created. We have to have that taste that then we can go and strive to it. And the balance between those two things, not to lose sight of where you're going, but not to only stare at it and say, why am I not there? to see something, and then to, 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 to build it ourselves, the balance between those two foci is six to one. Sheshet yamim ye'asem elacha, 
וביום השביעי, שבת שבתון קודש להשם. ששת ימים יעשה מלאכה ושכנתי בתוכם. ששת ימים you make קדושה, וביום השביעי, you stop. Because it's קודש להשם. God interjects מלמעלה, from the heavens, he puts קדושה into your lives. If you lose one of the poles, you're lost. If you're so entranced by the vision of pure Kedusha that exists in the heavens, and therefore you do nothing but simply pine for it or behold it, meditate on it, as many religions do. One has a vision and, and one gets lost in one's vision. So then the Kedusha stays in the heavens. The earth is not striving to come close to God. But if you only work at whatever you're working at, some ideal that you have in your heart, and you strive and you build, eventually, and maybe even right away, or at least within six days, you no longer have a direction for your work. You're just, you're just being phonetic. You're just being busy. And the work has to be to achieve the impossible. The work has to be to climb all the way to the heaven, to climb to the end self, to climb to the infinite. Gemara Yuma says, When one aspires to come close to God, it has to be all the way to the impossibly high throne of God. You're not trying to be a little bit better, you're trying to be perfect. In order to try to be perfect, God has to show us what perfection looks like because perfection doesn't exist in this world. And that's the miracle of Shabbat. And therefore, if you kept building the Mishkan on the seventh day, it would only be an Aveira. Because Shabbat's more important. I know Shabbat is more important. It wouldn't be like you, you, you built the Mishkan, but you also ate tafas because there was no other food. No, no. If you built the Shabbat on the seventh, if you built the Mishkan on the seventh day, you lost the building of the Mishkan because you would lose the vision, you would lose the connection to objective Kedusha, and therefore you can no longer produce human, subjective, not subjective in the immaterial sense, but subjective in the from man. You lose the ability to build Kedusha because you've cut off the connection to God's Kedusha. Shabbat is God's Kedusha. Our response to God's Kedusha is V'shachanti B'tocham. And therefore on Shabbat, God comes to us so that the rest of the week we can do our best to come, to come close to God. And I suspect very strongly that that's the connection to what takes place immediately afterwards. In other words, this, this is what God told Moshe Rabbeinu how to do it, how to do it in the post-perfect manner. Build the Mishkan but stop on Shabbat. But what takes place right away is Vayar Ha'am Ki Boshesh Moshe Laredet Menahar. Remember, Moshe Rabbeinu is on the summit of Har Sinai, learning Torah with God, learning about the Mishkan, getting at least on the, on, on the learning basis, doing, learning how to do, learning how to build a Mishkan. What are the Jews doing? They're waiting. Basically, they have a very long Shabbat. They have 40 days of Shabbat. More or less, they're not going anywhere. They're not continuing on the march to Eretz Israel. They're not building the Mishkan, because they don't know how to do that. They haven't been given any serious mitzvot of what to do. So they're waiting for Moshe to come down. It's a good thing. It's a good thing to wait and to look up at the mount and see the cloud that's attached 
to the summit of the mountain. That, that's, that's the kind of Shabbat. For one day, two days, 20 days, 30 days, 39 days, but then, they, they begin to feel, we're not doing anything. Okay, we, we saw it. Let's do something. Moshe hasn't come down with the instructions what to do. And so they go to, they go to Avon and they say, Let's, we know that this is about Azara. We know this is a terrible thing. But what I said last week could allow you to say this. Let us make God. We, we want to create Kedusha. We have to do something. Which will begin to walk. The God will walk in front of us and we will follow Him. We have to walk. We have to do things. Because Moshe Rabbeinu has disappeared. And then they build a substitute for God. So they're not following perfection. They're not following the Ein Self, which is what Shabbat would have showed them. But they're following a pretty golden, golden calf. And disaster ensues. And we have the Cheta Ego, which its effect is still with us thousands of years later. But it's exactly the distortion of the balance between six days and one day that led to Chata Ego. You can't have Shabbat all seven days. The Mechilta says on a similar, it's not this Pasuk, it's on a similar Pasuk beforehand. Here it says, Sheshim Yasem the other Pasuk, Sheshet Yamim Ta'avodu, Uvayom HaShvi'i Tishbot. The Mechilta says, Kashem Shem Mitzvah Lishbot Bayom HaShvi'i. It's, it's the kashem. It's the same mitzvah. Just like there's a mitzvah to have Shabbat, there's a mitzvah to work. It's not that they're, not, they're not saying they both exist. They're saying they're intertwined. To understand Shabbat, you have to understand melacha. Someone who has Shabbat all week long is has no Kedusha. He, he's perceived God's Kedusha. But he hasn't made any Kedusha and therefore there's no Kedusha in his, in, in his world, in the Betocham. Kedusha is hovering above, hovering above his head. That's the combination that's being made here. And that's why when Rosh Hashanah was taught how to build the Mishkan, part of that instruction includes Ach! Even though I've told you that all Kedusha in the world will come from your efforts, nonetheless, and a crucial nonetheless, nevertheless, make sure that you stop doing that occasionally so that you can raise your eyes and see the Kedusha Bashamayim, which will be revealed to you on Shabbat. That's the amazing part of Shabbat. They were able to have Shabbat, Shabbaton, Kodesh Lashem. The Kedusha of God will descend. It's descended on Sinai for a few minutes. It will descend on you for 24 hours. So that you can get back to doing the Avodat HaMishkan, the Avodat HaChayim, the Avodat HaTorah for the next six days, for the next continuation of your life that comes, that comes afterwards. And if the balance 
is wrong in one of the two directions, if you all work and no Shabbat, I didn't say all work and no play. If you all work and no Shabbat, then your work will not be Kodesh. If you're all Shabbat and no work, then Shabbat will be Kodesh, but you won't, but you won't be Kodesh. The Kedushat Adam depends on his striving to reach the Kedushah that's revealed in Kedushat, in his life, in Kedushat HaShabbat. Thank you, that's it for today. Kol Tov, Shabbat Shalom.